Hello everyone, I'm Dina. And I'm Charlotte. Welcome to the Grim Curriculum Extra Credit. Charlotte, I feel like we just did this. Uh, well, that's because we did, because I'm <laughs> a buffoon and I forgot to press record. So, you guys are hearing it for the first time. I just did a off-the-cuff rehearsal without even knowing it. So, here we go again. It was great. And you know what? Hearing it again, I feel like I have more questions for you. So, I'm kind of excited for this. Perfect. Even better. Okay. And so, hey, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. oh. You're not a buffoon. Don't say that about yourself. Hello. <laughs> you know what? I will say I'm surprised I haven't done that sooner. And I'm surprised we haven't gotten through entire episodes and not realized it. So, <laughs> Right? That's not that bad. And if nothing else, it serves as a lesson. I will not do this again, at least for a very long time. So there is that. <laughs> anyway, so to get started... I have stories that are somewhat of a continuation of the last episode of Extra Credit, where I talked about Campy Filegri, a very active, very rumbly, grumbly volcano that is located in Italy by Naples, and it could possibly erupt at any given moment. They're getting a lot of seismic activity out of the area. And if it does go, it's going to cause a lot of devastation over a very large amount of land and displace a lot of human beings from their homes and their livelihoods. So Ugh. yeah, so we talked about that last week. In the, the two weeks gone by to bring us to today, the day of recording, we have seen many different volcanoes and big boys as well all over the world on different continents also start to get very active. You might have seen on the news lately that Iceland, which is a island known for its volcanoes, is having a lot of earthquakes, sometimes up to thousands within a 48-hour period affecting the entire southwest of Iceland specifically under a town called Grindavik. And they've had to evacuate the entire town because the magma is building up under the town at such a startling rate that everybody has gotten out and they're basically just waiting to see if the town disappears into the lava. <laughs> that is absolutely horrifying. It's horrifying for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, it's devastating to everybody that lives there. They were allowed to go back, I believe, within either the last few days to pick up their pets and any belongings. And they were given, some were given five minutes, some were given 20 minutes. But this also will affect the iconic Icelandic Blue Lagoon Resort that everyone sees, all the influencers go to. It's a stunning hot springs in Iceland and it's also been affected and right next to that is their power station as well that runs on geothermal activity so that will also be affected I hate that I hate it when it I hate it when it can be a first in a series of terrible events like a domino effect Yes, and we're really powerless to stop it. All we can do is get out of the way and hope for the best at this point. Another very famous volcano, Mount St. Helens in Washington, is also grumbling and she's having quite a bit of activity. And they think when she goes, it will also be quite a large eruption. Um, she hasn't gone off in a little while. There is one currently going off in Russia, which was 
quite actually hard to find out about. I hadn't heard of it up until literally this morning, um, but it is affecting flights in and out of Vancouver Airport on the west coast of Canada because the plume of smoke currently erupting from that volcano is hitting 13 kilometers above sea level straight up into the sky. <laughs> My God. And here, I have a question. So is this a an obvious increase in activity or is there just that much going on that we don't know about that people aren't paying attention to when it comes to volcano news? Well, according to this Forbes.com article that I'm reading, which talks about the most active volcanoes at any given time on this planet, apparently there are quite a few that are constantly flowing. Now, Active doesn't necessarily mean spewing liquid hot magma at all given times. It just means that there's a clear flow of magma and lava happening. So there's quite a few active ones in that sense. But yeah, I'm actually not sure if this is something that's all connected. I've mentioned it before, but there is the geographical phenomenon that's called the Ring of Fire, which is very appropriate around the Pacific. Basically, all these hundreds hundreds like 750 i think they say to like 900 volcanoes sit along the tectonic plates around the pacific rim and because of all the earthquakes and stuff like that when one goes if it's a big enough eruption it can cause sort of this chain reaction which could affect literally continents <laughs> that sounds like a really really amazing movie but terrible reality yeah it Makes me think, you know, we see and movies and play video games and watch Star Trek and Mass Effect and all these kinds of things, Star Wars even, and we're introduced to these fantastic planets that have atmospheres that we can't breathe in or, you know, the, the surface is not solid and all this stuff. And we imagine these wacky planets and we're like, oh, that's so crazy. But you see things like volcanoes and you're like, our planet's pretty crazy too, if you think about it. Like, uh, an alien might find it very hostile and be like, why can you live here? It's crazy cold on some parts of it, up to minus 50. And then some parts of it, it's literally so hot that the rock turns to a liquid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not really the most welcoming place for the most part. No, but I guess with all that being said, I'm going to be keeping an eye on all this volcanic activity. It's sort of become my special interest at the moment. And um, yeah, if anything big and wild happens, I'll keep you guys in the loop. I'm sure you'll see it on the news before I ever talk about it on extra credit. But yeah, please crazy things. keep me posted. You are my volcano news because I am not <laughs> I am like getting no news now that it's not on social media, which is terrible. And I feel like I should pay attention more. But uh, the volcano stuff, I don't get to hear about. And I feel like we should know these things. Well, I just, per happenstance, ended up basically on Volcano Talk, Volcano TikTok. And the Icelandic news that I'm getting about the one under Grindavik is all coming from a wonderful account. If you guys want to check it out, it's called Lava Show Iceland, and it's run by this wonderful lady, and she is giving literally day-by-day -day updates on what's happening, and she explains the science of it, and from like a scientific point of view, and it's just fantastic information. Uh, so yeah, if you want to check her out, you definitely can. 
but yeah, all your volcano news from Charlotte today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I think I really like that side of TikTok a lot. I'm not on TikTok anymore, but I enjoy the fact that we can get that kind of information on there. And it's exposing so many younger people to things that they otherwise wouldn't get to learn about. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many experts. And I mean, obviously, do a little bit of research. Don't take everything for granted. But it is a really cool place. I'm following a lot of scientists from all different studies from animals to like volcano experts to health experts, all this stuff. And it's just so much cool information. It's the more positive side of TikTok for me, especially. Sometimes I find you get inundated with a lot of negativity, and I've always had a thirst for knowledge, so it's it's cool in that aspect. Keep on bringing us that volcano news, because I know for a fact <laughs> I am not the only one that is loving it and also a little concerned. Yeah, and we did talk about it when we thought we were recording, but we weren't. If you guys would like to have an extra credit episode or a regular episode on like the Ring of Fire, the the Pacific Rim of volcanoes, because it's so incredibly interesting. Volcanoes in general have fascinated me since I was a kid, but um, maybe that's a little too nerdy. You guys let me know what you think. I love it. I say <laughs> yes. Hey everyone, editing Charlotte here. So I just wanted to let you all know a quick update on the volcanoes. Literally, we finished recording this episode and I checked my TikTok and Mount Etna in Sicily is erupting and has been erupting the entire time we've been recording so far, apparently. So yeah, more volcano news for you. Okay, well, yes, so... That's your volcano news, so on to the next one. Okay, so I thought about this story for a second because it's kind of a strange and unusual death, but I'm not going to count it as one because this is a death by robot. I've talked about my feelings on AI, robots, all that kind of stuff a few times on the show, and these kind of stories scare the absolute shit out of me. I've been fascinated with this kind of stuff since I watched Terminator 2 at too young of an age, so I'm interested to see where this goes. God, I love those movies. Uh, I rewatched them again recently, and they hold, like, go watch them again. If you're looking for something to put on right now that's going to scare you, but you're going to love every moment of it, do it. Yeah, Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this happened in South Korea and uh, it happened very recently, but a robot killed a factory worker. It crushed him to death because it couldn't tell the difference between a human and a box of vegetables. Oh, you know, that happens all the time, right? Just humans <sighs> and vegetables getting mixed up. Not a big deal. Right. So this poor guy, he was 40 years old. He was inspecting the machine sensor. And all of a sudden, it looked at him. It saw a box of vegetables. And it pushed him against this conveyor belt. And it crushed his face. It crushed his chest. And uh, killed him. Oh, my God. That is incredibly brutal. Isn't that terrible? The terrible thing about it, on top of everything else, is this wasn't this guy's usual job. He was just filling in. Oh, no. Wrong place, wrong time. I hate that. Yeah, and this is one of those things where it's far from the first time that we're hearing about this happening. So in March, a South Korean man in his 50s suffered very, very serious injuries after he got trapped by a robot while he was working on some car parts in a manufacturing plant. 
Oh, no. Then last July, I'm sure most of you heard this one, but a robot broke a child's finger during a chess match uh, in Russia. I had not heard about that. That sounds so petty, too. Like, no, you can't win. I break your finger. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. So I have to tell you what happened at this one. So, okay. This android was playing chess against a seven-year-old boy in Russia. And something happened where the kid moved too fast. And the scary thing is the robot perceived it as a threat. Why would a chess-playing robot need to perceive a threat exactly great question great (laughs) question and so its reaction to this was it grabbed the kid's hand and crushed it and broke his finger oh i'm sure there had to be some kind of lawsuit that came down after this well the vice president of the russian chess federation he said that the kid violated certain safety rules because he moved too soon which i think that is bullshit Well, he's a seven-year-old kid, for God's sakes. Like, everyone makes mistakes. What if something had been knocked off the table and he moved to grab it? The robot should not have needed to attack at all. I don't like this bringing all of these robots into our lives, especially we don't need to play chess with them. I don't want to do that. I don't trust it. I'm sure most guys that are in the technology field, be it an IT guy or someone that programs or what have you, They will be the people that have the least amount of technology in their houses. You know, like a lot of houses are built these days becoming very smart homes, you know, like smart thermostats, smart fridges, smart ovens, like everything's connected by Bluetooth. And I feel like the more I hear about things, not to go all fucking tinfoil hat on us here, but... The more I hear about things, the more I'm like, I would just like a simple, not smart house, just a dumb house. Like, that is fine by me. I feel like this is stuff that the movies have been warning us about for so long that we should kind of know better. It brings to mind the Simpsons episode where the house, like, I think is voiced by Pierce Brosnan and, like, falls in love with Marge and then wants to kill Homer. (laughs) I love that episode. Yes, that's what it's giving. And then, uh, I mean, luckily at the end, of course, they they beat him and he has to go live with one of Marge's sisters. So haha, karma. But, (laughs) you know, The Simpsons has predicted a lot. So at the end of the day, having that much help is one of those things that's almost too good to be true. And I feel like it is. Yes, there are certain things as humans, I do believe that we should be humble enough to do for ourselves. I could not agree more. So (laughs) yes, um, I for one do not welcome our new robot overlords, but I'm probably going to regret saying that in like 10 years time. So as archaic as they sort of are in appearance, the only robot I would accept in my house is one of the Mr. Handys from Fallout. (laughs) The reason I say that is because in Fallout 4, you know how you can put in your name and if it's on the list of names, he will say your name? Yeah. Well, he can say my name. So he goes, Miss Charlotte. And I love it. But he can't say Cody's name. (laughs) I'm so jealous. He can't say my name either. But I remember, okay, 90s kids. I don't know how many of you remember these, but there was an era it was right before like the millennium where we had all these toys that were like robot toys and i had a little robot dog it was called a poochie yeah and oh man i want those i want 
not robot dogs, but I guess we have those two, and those are equally scary. I think they gave them guns. For the people out there that love Wallace and Gromit as much as I do, this also brings to mind Preston from um, A Close Shave, who is a robot dog that sort of goes rogue, and it's very Terminator-esque. And so I remember thinking about that as a robot dog instead. Oh my god. He has these very sharp metal teeth, and like he becomes very threatening for no good reason, basically. (laughs) I just don't see any of this ending well. No, I'm, again, here to be helped as a tool, but there are certain things that we should be humbled by and just do ourselves and not rely on AI and robots. And rest in peace, that guy. Yeah, that is really an unfortunate way to go. Not a workplace injury that you would want to sustain for sure. Nope, death by robot. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Okay, so we are bringing this one a little bit closer to home. We are looking at Sundry, Alberta right now. So this is a huge story. It is breaking right now. But a man from Sundry is being charged in the homicide of a teenager named Pauline Brazot, who was killed 47 years ago. Holy cow. So he is currently in his 70s. His name is Ronald James Edwards. He's 73. And Pauline was only 16 years old when she was murdered in January of 1976. I'm glad they got the bastard after all these years. It's honestly amazing. And there is a quote here from the Calgary Police Service. They said, Pauline's case is an example of what can happen when investigators are determined to hold people accountable and get justice and closure for a victim's family. No case is ever too old to be looked at in a different way. I completely agree. And again and again, we are seeing that it does lead to closure in a lot of cases. And it makes me very happy to see that this guy was still alive and he was able to be brought to justice. I couldn't agree more. It was a really sad case. Pauline, again, she was only 16 years old, but she did have an infant daughter. And it's, oh my goodness, the whole thing is just heartbreaking. But in 2021, Alberta RCMP and the Calgary police teamed up to reanalyze the case. And they were using genetic genealogy, which again, we've seen this multiple times now and we do love to see it but they were able to link dna they're not saying where it was so they're not saying if it was like 23 and me or what it was mm-hmm. but they were able to link dna from a family member and confirm that his dna was linked to it and yeah so now um he is going to be seeing some justice Good. I am happy to see it. And there's a part of me that is sort of happy that he did get caught as an old man because he probably thought he got away with it a long time ago. He probably thought it's been too long. It's never going to be tied to me. And I'm so happy to see that that was not the case. Exactly. It's really sad because it is a little late. Her mother, Lillian, who ended up raising her infant daughter, passed away and she did not get to see this justice served, which is always 
really, really tragic when we see that happening. Pauline does have some surviving family members, so they are going to, I, I really hope, get at least some closure. But it's good to see when they don't give up on cases like this and they keep fighting and they keep looking for information. This guy, he's in custody right now. He is going to be um, going to court in just a few days here, but I'm curious to see what is going to happen with him? Obviously, at 73, I'm sure he is going to be spending the rest of his life in jail. I certainly hope so. It's a shame that they didn't catch him sooner, but I am very, very glad that they caught him now. I'm sure he will see out the rest of his days in jail. I certainly hope he does. If there's some kind of bullshit that gets him off, I will be very upset to hear it. Oh my god, I really hope not. It's They're saying that he is linked to this murder. They are also saying that he is likely not linked to any other murders during that time. So this was a probably one-time thing for him, which I'm glad that he did not do it again. But this guy is a piece of shit innocent until proven guilty blah 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 but i uh i guess we'll see what happens i'm gonna follow this trial i'll keep you guys posted but it doesn't look like this dude is innocent do we have a motive or anything yet per se or any theories on a motive yeah it does seem like it was a sexual crime She was found only partially clothed and she had multiple stab wounds. So it does look like something like that happened. It doesn't say if there was any sexual trauma. I'm uh, I'm sure we could get that information, but I it just that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting here was that it was something like that. It, It would certainly appear that way. And it sounds absolutely brutal. And I hope he gets exactly what he deserves. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And again, I will keep you guys posted. I'm looking forward to hearing when he is sentenced. All right. Hold on. I need some water. I will say this weather is drying me the fuck out. Oh, my God. You know what I did? Mm. You can even keep this in the show. I don't really care. So 33 years old now. I'm looking <laughs> at my skin. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, um, I'm seeing pictures of myself from like six, seven, eight years ago, and I can see the difference. I don't know if it's just me. I'm really hoping that it is. But I went out today and I've been doing a ton of research on how to change up my skincare routine to make it more age appropriate, I suppose. Mm hmm. And skincare is something that's always been really important to me. I had horrific cystic acne for a huge chunk of my life. Mm. And so me having smooth skin is very important now. Always told I look younger than I do. And I'd like to keep it that way. (laughs) You have great skin. Apart from being crusty and dry, I was lucky to never really deal with pimples and acne and things like that. Unfortunately, my sister was dealt that particular hand. Um... But I was like, you know what? I'm going to start treating myself. I'm going to start looking after myself a little more. And I do get facials every three months or so. And my facial lady is absolutely wonderful. And so I've really stepped up my skincare game as well. And I feel much better for it, to be honest with you. And if nothing else, I am fucking hydrated. That's the best way to be, honestly. Like, I'm trying to drink more water. I'm trying to take better care of myself because I don't know what happened. I have not been doing the greatest at that. But, uh, yeah, I feel good. I feel like I bought a ton of, like, organizational supplies and notebooks for school, but for my skin. 
Nice. I love that. And also, there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself, um, especially in these fucking Canadian winters. As the British person that's used to like 98% humidity at any given time, my skin is just like not happy with the winters. No. So yeah, anyways, that's my little uh, skincare tangent because... <laughs> Yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah, absolutely. Look after yourself. Get plenty of sleep and take your vitamin D because that's important, especially in the freaking winter here. Because when I have a work day, I leave in the dark, I come home in the dark, I barely see the sunshine, and then it's not good for a person. I know it's going to be bad. I'm trying to prepare. We can do this. We absolutely can. Just the things that you have to do living in a Canadian winter. <laughs> Our next story has something to do with hydration because it has to do with pee. Oh, okay. Good segue. Let's yeah. go for it. <laughs> this brings us to the next strange and unusual death. Ah! Well, I'm already intrigued uh, with the little clue you dropped there at the beginning. So let's hear it. <laughs> This one is messed up, actually. I, uh, it made me sad. So today we're going to be talking about a lady named Jennifer Strange, which the name is appropriate. Okay. Self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes. It really was. So Jennifer Strange was 28 years old when in 2007, she was participating in a contest to win a Nintendo Wii. Okay, fair enough, fair and enough. <laughs> as a lot of us were in 2007, I mean, they were all the rage. They certainly were. We had one. <laughs> oh my god, I remember getting the Wii for Skyward Sword and fucking hating it. You know, I think that is the general consensus when it comes to that game. <laughs> yep. All right. So anyways, the contest was hosted by KDND 107.9, the end radio station. And it was called Hold Your Wii for a Wii. Oh, no, this is I no, I don't like this. So if that sounds bad enough, the idea was to get participants to chug a shit ton of water and uh, then wait and see who could hold their bladder in for the longest amount of time possible. Oh dear, this is not healthy. Don't do this, you guys. She consumed a ton of water and what happened was she suffered from something called water intoxication and passed away and this was completely preventable this never should have happened this thing was a terrible idea oh my goodness i'm assuming her family sued the fuck out of the radio station they did so on november 2nd 2009 her husband was awarded $16.5 million um, after a wrongful death lawsuit. And he's hoping that that's going to send a message out to other people to obviously never do this again. Because this, again, it shouldn't have happened. They knew that this was a risk, apparently, which is ridiculous. And they allowed it to happen. She was one of 18 people who did this. It seems like she was the only one that was injured in such a way. but. Uh, uh, 
It is a very terrible way to die. She drank nearly two gallons of water in three hours. And she was complaining. She was saying that she was in a lot of pain and that uh, people around her were making comments saying that she looked pregnant and they were laughing at her. Oh my God. She was literally drowning from the inside. Well, the terrible thing on top of everything else is that people were calling into the radio station and being like, hey, listen, you shouldn't do this. This is really dangerous. And uh, they were so, yeah, they were aware that this is a huge risk and they did not care. So she took second place. She won some concert tickets and then uh, she called in sick to work the following day and died in her bathroom just hours after the contest was over. Holy shit, that is not a pleasant way to go. Like, guys, stay hydrated, but not that fucking hydrated. Right, and oh my god, the worst part about it is imagine dying for a wee. (laughs) Not worth it, guys. Not worth it at all. And the concert tickets, it could be fucking anybody, and it's still not worth it. No, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. That is, oh, such a terrible way to go. I honestly, this death, we talk about a lot of outrageous deaths and they're all very sad, obviously, but this one is just so absolutely unnecessary and unwarranted. And it just makes me sad. I feel so bad for her husband. Yes, her family was probably like, what the hell is going on? Whatever big shot fucking radio person thought that was a good idea. I hope they live with that for the rest of their fucking lives because that's sheer stupidity. Yep, I really like that's the kind of thing. If you get that kind of guilt, you deserve it because Jennifer Strange, she should still be alive. So rest in peace, Jennifer Strange. Rest in peace. Before we leave you today, just a quick reminder that we still have live show tickets available for December 9th at Felice Cafe. We will be doing our very first live episode of the podcast. The theme is film noir, so you can come dressed in your best 1930s, 1940s gear. Ticket sales are 100% going to Zoe's Animal Rescue, a local charity that's very near and dear to our hearts. We hope to see you there. I am so excited. It is going to be an amazing time. Tickets are selling and uh, I'd love to see that keep happening until they sell out. So pick them up. If you are waiting, stop waiting, get your tickets because it's going to be an amazing time. And it is right around the corner. We're going to like blink and it's going to be there. Yes, it's less than a month away, which is absolutely insane. It's going to be a good time and a good evening out. And it's a Saturday too. So that might be helpful to some of y'all. Right? Get out. Do a thing. Be social. Absolutely. Drag your significant other to the podcast that you love. (laughs) That's honestly a good significant other would go with you. Yes, 100% they would. Or a bestie. Bring your friends. Or your mom or your dad or whatever. Bring your dog. We don't care. (laughs) Bring a first date. Ooh, yes. Let (laughs) let us uh, mildly traumatize them and show them who you really are on the inside. (laughs) And you know what? If they don't like it, then boo, they're not for you. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you all so, so, so much for listening. This has been The Grim Curriculum Extra Credit. Credit.